Hi everyone, I'm Dee. And I'm Alex. And together we're DNA. And you're listening to the DNA of Mindful Relationships podcast. Menopause is a significant milestone in a woman's life. However, the impact that menopause has on a relationship is often misunderstood and understated. Join us as we explore in this episode, Surviving Menopause. Now, I know lots of people, women in particular, who have given menopause for a little while, but I don't think that's what we're discussing today. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I didn't know what you were going to say there. Given menopause. Given, you know, had a break from men for a while. Oh, okay. Just had a break, break from men. Yeah. Mm. Is, that, is that not menopause? Not quite. But menopause is one of those topics that often we don't talk about in public spaces. Um, women may talk about it with each other, but only really with other women who are going through menopause. It's, it's one of those really um, underground topics, if you like. So what is menopause? Is that a question? Uh, Rhetorical? Rhetorical question. You don't have to answer it, but I will answer it for you. Okay. So menopause is that time that marks the end of a a woman's menstrual cycle. And um, it's diagnosed after you, um, often after you go through 12 months uh, without a menstrual period. And it could happen in a woman's 40s or 50s, but the average age is about, you know, 50, 51. Um, you know, and people do go through early menopause and that has significant impacts on, on their, you know, a woman's life but also their relationship and their family. Um, and look, it's a natural biological process but the physical symptoms such as hot flushes, emotional symptoms of menopause as well may disrupt sleep, lower your energy, affect emotional health um, – there's, there's so many kind of ripple effects to menopause that often don't get discussed. Um, and even between partners, they may not talk about it. So you're saying that uh, the diagnosis of menopause is 12 months without a menstrual cycle? Generally, yes. Because what happens, women often... Um, I'm not a medical practitioner, but in my research and my discussions with clients and with you know, other women... Um, there is a period called perimenopause where um, you may be spotting, uh, not having your regular periods, or you might have, um, you know, quite a bit of a distance in time between your periods, and it's irregular. But twelve months of no periods whatsoever is often where they diagnose so menopause. Could, could you have some of those other menopausal symptoms while still having? The period and that could be the start the onset yeah I, I believe so because um, I, I know there are um, I have friends who have um, you know components of hot flushes they they sound like hot flushes but they're not quite um, and components of the other symptoms that I might just go over um, what they are for those that you know maybe for men in particular that may not be aware of the symptoms and maybe for those women that are in their 30s, 20s, 30s or even in their 40s that haven't even considered menopause 
um, and the impact of menopause on them and their lives or their relationships because it's, you know, way ahead in the future. But I think it's worth knowing about. Um, And look, these symptoms, they vary. Just keep in mind that not everybody, not every woman goes through menopause in the same way. It's such a unique experience to, um, to women. Every woman I have spoken to has had a different experience of menopause, but there are some general symptoms and general kind of things that you can do that um, can help uh, women in general. So just to clarify, it's the end of your reproductive life cycle, right? Yes, essentially it yeah. is. And the symptoms, so why do we experience symptoms? I mean, couldn't just the... Well, I guess it's brought on by hormonal change and that's what prompts everything. Ah, okay. It's yeah. all, it's all getting clear to it's me It's all now. to do with hormones. Yes. And um, yeah, so it is, it's the, the end of that period of your life. And it's, you know, it's interesting. It, it's, it's like an episode of your life is, has completely come to an end. But it doesn't mean your life has come to an end. We said it was the end of menses, and we're not talking about the Prime Minister. <laughs> that was actually my joke. I have to tell people that he stole my joke there. Sorry. Um, now, uh, some of the symptoms include irregular periods, as I've mentioned, um, vaginal dryness, which, yes, I know I, I saw the look on your face when I said that. It so sounds awful, and it is. It is. It's very uncomfortable. Hot Flushes or flashes, as they say in the States. Um, and that's where you get so hot that you, um, your, you know, your body temperature increases and you need to um, disrobe. <laughs> you need to take some layers off so that you can cool down. You might even get chills um, or night sweats, which is quite common where um, you have, you know, you wake up in the morning and you have wet sheets and wet pajamas and um and not even be aware of what you've been through uh sleep problems impacts on your sleep and you know as we know sleep is so important to just our um health and well-being that this does have a significant impact on sleep mood changes now often the mood changes come on um due to the fluctuations in hormone levels um so often they're out of our control. The other big one that has an impact on women is weight gain and slow metabolism. Thinning hair and dry skin. Well, I'm going to say dry everything. For me, it feels like everything, it's all the moisture is taken out of everything. (laughs) I don't think a moist towel is going to help this one. (laughs) That word just made me laugh. Um, Yeah, so thinning hair, dry skin and loss of breast fullness. Which, yeah, I mean, that, that's where people talk about everything goes south. South. South? Did I say south? South. <laughs> everything, um, see, you know, gravity just takes over at that point. So there's some of the common symptoms that we experience as women. Some of the more concerning ones I just want to go over as well. And, you know, I'm doing a bit of psychoeducation here. Um, because it's you can't manage what you don't know and don't understand. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, let me know, Alex, if you are learning something new in this area because it's not really something you and I have talked about in much detail either. Um, 
other than, um, you know, what I know from friends and people that I know going through it. Yeah. Yeah, so here are um, some of the more medical sort of um, concerns and examples might be um, heart and blood vessel or cardiovascular disease Um, because it's to to do with the estrogen levels uh, declining, obviously, with um, the change of hormone levels. Um, And... So that's why it's really important for women in that are going through menopause to get regular exercise, eat a healthy diet, maintain a normal weight, um, and you know this is this is an area that they've got to be careful with. Osteoporosis is another area, and this is essentially a condition that causes bones to become brittle and weak. I'm actually going for a bone density scan next week. Um, just for this very reason, because my doctor said, um, have, you ha- have you had one done? Um, and I said, no, what is that? <laughs> and she said, well, you know, any woman, that, that are, any woman that's going through menopause should have their bone density checked. So that's something I didn't know. Um, so, you know, brittle bones and, and um, you know, it, it leads to an increased risk of fractures. Another one you may not know about is urinary incontinence. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as the tissues of, of your vagina and urethra, urethra um, loses elasticity, you may experience frequent, sudden, strong urges to urinate. Um, so, you know, this is, this is a really sort of embarrassing and uncomfortable topic for women to talk about, you know, and it, it can happen with, um, you know, a little bit of loss of urine when you cough or laugh or you lift something. Um, and it's very, very common, women in their 50s plus. Um, sexual function, impacts on sexuality. Uh, vaginal dryness from the decreased moisture production um, and the decrease in estrogen can have a big impact on um, not just the ability to, you know, have a normal sexual relationship, but also your desire, the libido, your desire to to have sex. Um, There are treatments, obviously, for those sort of things. But again, I mean, if you don't know that that's something that could happen, you may be uh, just living with you know, the knowledge that this is the way it is from now on. I bought a can of WD-40, so it should be good. Yeah, I don't know how safe that is, mm. but you could try, not with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other big one is weight gain. Um, we, many women gain weight during the, the menopausal transition time and even after menopause um, because of the, the slowing down of metabolism and this, you know, weight gain, let's face it, has an impact on self-esteem, how, you know, we see ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, you know, the, the clothes that we cannot and cannot wear. So it's actually a very significant um, milestone in a woman's life. Absolutely. Uh, do men have an equivalent? Well, you know, we, we hear the word menopause. Uh, quite often and I had to look this up because you know I've never really come across um, much information about menopause but often you know men will refer to that you know I'm going through something as well but um, 
Yeah, I, there is. I, is it real? I, myth I had a look. or legend? It's it's a bit of a myth that men do go through a um, a kind of like a male menopause, um, which is a decreasing of testosterone levels related to aging. Um, but it's very different to what women go through. It's mm-hmm. it's not the equivalent, obviously, because biologically we're very different. So the um, in women, for example, the ovulation ends and hormone production plummets during a relatively short period of time and it can happen quite quickly. In my case, can I give an example of how quickly it happened? Um, I was um, going through my normal menstrual cycles and at the age of 45, uh, I didn't get my period and you know, that's common. You know, women experience that. And then I thought I was pregnant because that was unusual to, to you know, not get my period. I thought maybe it was delayed. But it, it just stopped. And then I didn't get it for, you know, I, I was hoping to, to have it because, you know, getting um, going through menopause at such a young age, um, I didn't know much about it, but I thought it may not be a good thing. So... In the end, I didn't get a menstrual cycle from that point on and it just stopped. So that happened very quickly. It's probably not that unusual at 45. I, I would say that that can happen. So, I mean, some people um, want to get pregnant in their early 40s still hmm. and are unable to purely because they go into menopause at that age. So it's I understand the, the, the majority would be around the 50 mark, but I think there's probably a bit of a spectrum there there is a spectrum and it's it's quite a broad one and you know if you're in your 40s and there's and maybe you haven't had children and there's still hope that you want to have children um, going through menopause is actually quite um, a devastating thing for women to experience um, I know for me for myself I um, I found coming to terms with the fact that that was the end of my ability to have more children and it was a grieving period and that's you know something that it doesn't hit you straight away but over a period of time I think um, I think over a 12-month period uh, yeah it was pretty tough going there and I would imagine if you're you know in your early 40s that that would be pretty tough to have to go through menopause that early. Yeah and I guess there's also a group of people who may have had to have their ovaries removed or a hysterectomy, which could have happened at any age, you know, even in your 30s, say. So I can imagine, only imagine that that would be quite devastating to go to instant menopause at that point. Yes, look, and I would imagine the emotional effects of um, going through that process would be huge. Mm. And um, that's where it's even more important for a partner to... Um, take that into consideration and really, you know, for, for, the, for you to be able to discuss that with your partner um, and share that journey together would be a very supportive thing to do. So speaking of which, so we've talked about the symptoms mm-hmm. uh, and they're obviously quite significant for a woman to experience hot flushes and um, dryness and mood swings and all of those things. But I guess what's often not discussed as much is how all of those things can impact on a relationship. So 
um, you know, uh, a mood swing can, I guess, catch a, a partner off guard. Um, obviously, being aware that that's what's happening, but still uh, introducing a sense of volatility, I guess, into the relationship that you, you know you're not always sure of, you know how things are going to be mm. on a daily basis. This is why it's good to talk about these things because, um, you know, if if you don't know that that's what it's related to or that's what it's connected to, then you, you might may... might read something else into it. You may read more into mm. it and you may even take it personally. But um, there are some things that might help that we could go over right now. Sure. So how do we keep the peace at home if, um, you know, if you think menopause is having an impact um, on your partner. So, like you said, be prepared for the ups and downs of her moods. Um, there will be ups and downs. Now, some women are quite fortunate, and I have to put myself in that position. I don't think I can genuinely say that my moods went like fluctuated in such a you know um, distinctive way. I don't think that happened for me, but I know for other women that. That, that is the case. I wonder if there's any correlation at all between women that had mood swings when they had their period uh, compared to going through menopause, whether there is, you know, that hormonal change could have uh, mm. brought that kind of symptom on. I think that's a really good question, question because I've wondered that as well because mm. I never really had mood fluctuations, um, you know, during my cycle. Um, but I was also on the pill, so I don't know if that, you know, there's all these other yeah, yeah variables. But it's worth looking up, and maybe Mr. Google could answer that question. Mm. I don't know. Um, but, you know, there are women that, because the estrogen and, and progesterone um, surges and ebbs in the body have an impact on mood, um, it's really important that, you know, be aware that... Um, that's not something that you should take personally, that it, you know, it's about you. Give your partner a little bit of space around some of those you know, mood swings. You know, and, the, and the mood swings or the grumpiness can also result, result from poor sleep. Um, and I know that um, I've experienced this and I know friends that I've spoken to have experienced this and that is that they seem to wake up at odd hours um, in the middle of the night and almost like a regular pattern of waking up at 2am or 3am um, and, you know, they go through this period of sleeplessness or interrupted sleep and that can make you grumpy because you're not getting enough sleep and you're not, you're not um, getting substantial amount of sleep. So really the flexibility is the key to dealing with mood swings. Um, what about and hor hormone replacement? Uh, does that help to alleviate uh, many of these symptoms as well? I guess mood swings if you're... So HRT, I guess, is that just the artificial bolstering of those uh, hormones? It is. And look, it is an option. I'm not a medical doctor, mm. as Trump would say. <laughs> um, but I think from my reading of HRT, hormone replacement therapy, it, it's you have to be very careful with what you um, what you do with hormones and you know um, ingesting them, um, you know some doctors are pro HRT and others would recommend other therapies. So 
I think you need to get really good advice and even a second opinion if you're going to go down that path. But if the mood swings are that severe, maybe it is something worth looking at. Mm. The, so um, the other area is to be patient in the bedroom. So men... Waiting, that, waiting. Yeah. <laughs> so men that are in a relationship with someone who... Uh, or women... Um, in a relationship with someone who is going through menopause or just at the you know tail end of it, um, have you have to learn patience and sex, um, you know, in your relationship may shift and change and may not be like it used to be, and it can be a sore spot for a lot of women, literally sore. And I'm emphasizing the word sore. Did you just say that? Because <laughs> as estrogen levels drop, the tissue in and around the vagina can dry out um, and it makes it very, very sensitive. Um, and, you know, some, some women have reported, you know, it's so paper thin that, you know, they can get a cut just from wiping down there. If, yeah. So it's not, it's not an easy topic to talk about, um, but it's real for a lot of women. And, you know, it, it's how do you talk about your vagina and the dryness and the pain when you want to, like, get some answers? It's a difficult one to bring up. And I would say a lot of women probably don't even bring it up with their doctor as well. Is that one for the gyno? That might be one for the gyno, but, you know, gynos can be expensive. So I would encourage you find a good GP, that, a f- female if you have to, um, that you can talk about these things with. And, you know, GPs that are probably in that menopausal age would understand even, even more. Now, the other area of sex, other than the physical pain and the physical symptoms, um, is that many women tend to lose interest in sex uh, during menopause because of the levels of the male hormone. Alex? Uh, testosterone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, I wasn't sure if that was rhetorical. You win a prize. Um, testosterone, which helps fuel libido. So um, that can drop along with all the other hormonal levels. So women have it in small amounts as well. So as all the hormonal levels drop, testosterone drops as well. The bottom line there is just be patient. Um, if your partner's not in the mood, Again, <laughs> don't press the issue. Most women's libidos usually revive after menopause is complete. That's the good news. Um, and if there's physical pain, just maybe suggest that she talks to a doctor because um, there are, you know, estrogen creams, topical creams that you can use and um, they, they help uh, relieve the dryness significantly. I guess also the elimination of periods gives you a lot more flexibility when it comes to time in the bedroom too. Yes, but that's for another (laughs) episode, I think. (laughs) Okay. Now, um, the other area is make her feel beautiful. Make her feel feminine and loved. Now, that's easy to say, but many women feel less than feminine as they go through menopause. Um, some are mourning the loss of their reproductive abilities, as we talked about, and it's certainly something that I went through. Um, Others can feel their weight creeping up, um, even if they're maintaining a normal diet and exercise, but it's because of the slowing down of metabolism 
um, it's just harder and harder to maintain, you know, a, a healthy level of weight. And then there's the constant hot flushes, the constant discomfort around, um, you know, feeling hot and, and uncomfortable. It's like the body's um, function is on overdrive. Um, so it's like, you know, you've got one sweaty, unhappy woman there and you can imagine that it's probably not a good environment for feeling a little amorous. bit amorous. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, help improve your partner's self-image. Remind her that she looks great no matter what. Um, you know, maybe suggest a date night and, um, you know, dinner and wine always works. Um, so just, you know, be patient and, and wait it out and be supportive um, not to take the fact that her disinterest in sex maybe and her her physical discomfort, don't take that personally as something about the, the relationship. I think, it's, I think it's important that for partners of someone going through menopause to, to really, I guess, be understanding. Um, you know, it, it might be 12 degrees in the house and she might be going through <laughs> a hot flush and all the windows might be open, but just be supportive. Yeah, and if, if you're constantly having these arguments, which we do, <laughs> not an argument, it's like it's, it's a constant source of discussion about temperature Are you and hot? heat. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> um, can we open a window? What? Aren't you, aren't you cold? <laughs> this is a constant source of um, discussion, but it's just understanding that it, it's, it is the way it is. It's like a new normal for a period of time. And here's the good news. Um, know that menopause isn't forever. That's good news. Yep. Yeah. Um, it may seem like a, um, you know, menopause is a bad gift that keep, keeps on giving, um, but you can take comfort in the knowledge that things do get better. That transition into menopause can last up to eight years or so, but most women feel their symptoms most acutely or, or most intensely for about two years. Now, it's interesting, in my case, it's been... Um, Almost, I've got to do my maths. Eight years? Yeah. Eight years. So, woohoo, you know, I'm looking forward to a time when, when I'm not experiencing these symptoms as much. However, you know, that could extend into a few more years. I don't know. But it's also coming to terms with the fact that this is the way it is and it will get better and better. And there's, you know, certain things we have to, I have to manage a little bit better than I ever did before. The other good news is no more periods. Yay, period. <laughs> Full stop. So just a few things to, to help kind of um, help your partner ease through that transition into menopause and it's a normal part of life and a normal part of aging together gracefully oh lovely well i think that uh probably sums it all up in terms of symptoms that you can expect um but more so how a couple can deal with the onset of those symptoms and get through it and survive menopause that's it from us this time. We'll catch you next time. It's goodbye from D. And it's goodbye from A. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
If you like this episode, then please consider subscribing to find out whenever a new episode drops. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, that's a little purple button on your iPhone, iTunes or Stitcher. You can of course go to our website at www.thednaofmindfulrelationships.com or our Facebook page where you can like us and share our show with your friends. Send us an email to info at thednaofmindfulrelationships.com and ask us questions or give us feedback or maybe suggest some ideas for some upcoming shows. We look forward to catching you next time and until then, stay mindful. Stay mindful.